You're listening to the Sweetwater Now News Show. Local news when you need it, how you need it. And now, today's hosts, Dave Aaronbell, Gary Collins, and Stephanie Thompson. Good afternoon and welcome to the Local 307 News Podcast for Friday, April 10th. Our podcast is brought to you by Sonic Drive-In, still offering great curbside service like you've come to love, but they're also offering delivery now in the wake of everything that's going on. Just call 362-1960 to place your order. 97 Gateway Boulevard, service at the speed of sound. That's Sonic Drive-In. I'm Dave Arambola, along with my colleagues, Gary Collins and Stephanie Thompson, and we're going to get you up to date on everything that's happening around the COVID-19 coronavirus news here this week in Sweetwater County. And Gary, we've got some, well, some relatively good news uh, this past week, not all doom and gloom. Yeah, Dave. So uh, this week, um, we did see our fourth, fifth, and sixth uh, COVID-19 coronavirus patients here in Sweetwater County. Uh, But the first and second um, patients have fully recovered. Uh, Third, fourth, and fifth patients remain in self-isolation. They're in good condition with only mild symptoms treatable at home. Uh, Sixth patient, fair condition, continuing uh, to manage the illness and self-isolation from home. And then um, we also uh, have their, um, you know, anybody they've come in contact with, they've been reached out to uh, for whatever possible quarantine or isolation that um, was has been recommended via the county. So um, contact tracing uh, does show that the fifth uh, confirmed patient tied to the second and third, and then the sixth patient tied to the fourth. And on the state level, the Wyoming Department of Health reported an increase in the amount of COVID-19 patient recoveries. That went from 62 to 94 this week. The department also started reporting probable cases, which right now they believe is right around 70. The department states that probable cases include a total count of people who are a close contact to a laboratory-confirmed COVID-19 case and develop symptoms of of COVID-19 but have not yet been tested. The count includes probable cases that have been recovered. Yeah, Dave, you know, with that, um, the reason they're doing that is obviously the lack of testing supplies. And I know, and people are not going to be, um, I can, I, we know that our readers are already unhappy with some of that, but, you know, it's it's kind of the, the only scenario that we have at the moment. Uh, we Everybody cannot be tested right now. And hopefully we get to a point down the road that we can, but um, they are going to start trying to keep these probable cases reported. And we've heard many numbers in Fremont, I mean, hundreds. And so, you know, let's hope that this reporting, we're going to try to stay on top of all of it. But at the same time, um, it seems to change quite a bit. So we just want to be clear on that. Um, I was just looking at, um, again, uh, the state site. And so out of uh, over 4,000 tested, still only um, 230 positive and then those 94 recovered. And like you mentioned, Gary, I mean, this, these stats are, they're changing every single day and um, we're trying to keep on top of it as best we can. We can only take it so far from the officials. So, um, but we will continue to uh, keep you updated both on Braden's daily podcast and on the website as well. Yeah, Dave, in a video message to Wyoming students, the state superintendent of public instruction, uh, Jillian Bellow, uh, she told students that they may finish the remainder of the 2019-2020 school year at home. So Bellow in her, uh, in her message says, uh, quote, my assignment for each of you is to open yourself to new life lessons that may very well define your generation. Uh, these lessons are about kindness, generosity, hope, 
and compassion. Uh, I really think that message speaks a lot. Um, we could learn a lot from that, even um, our children and us as adults, where um, it's really easy to look at the negative in situations. But I think we're also going to see um, a lot of people join together and uh, create, you know, a lot of helpers are coming out and um, like we've usually seen in our community. And I, I, re- I thought that was a great message. Right. Um, and Ballo also encouraged students to express themselves through through different things like art, music, um, movement, writing, and through good deeds. And with new Center for Disease Control's uh, national recommendations encouraging the targeted use of personal face coverings due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Dr. Alexia Harris, the state health officer and state uh, epidemiologist with Wyoming Department of Health, is encouraging Wyomingites to do the same. Uh, in her message, she said they want uh, we want to stay home and away from other people as much as possible. But if uh, if and when you do need to go out in the community, this is an extra voluntary measure the CDC is suggesting to help people who may have the virus and do not know it uh, by and do not know that they are transmitting it to others. So that's a direct message from uh, Dr. Harris. Yeah, I would say um, we've seen a definite change in that in the beginning. Um, I don't think you would have seen the CDC ever come out and and recommend cloth masks. But as uh, supplies and equipment has run low, they've all of a sudden changed um, their mind on that. Um, Other COVID-19 news, uh, Governor Mark Gordon has submitted a request to uh, President Trump. He's asking for a major disaster declaration for Wyoming. That declaration would allow all 23 of Wyoming's counties and also the uh, Eastern Shoshone and Northern Arapaho tribes to access funding and services for crucial assistance uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, the Robert T. Stafford Disaster Relief and Emergency Assistance Act allows states to request a public assistance and individual assistance disaster declaration, and that's to respond to incidents that exceed the capabilities of a state to respond effectively. So uh, Governor Gordon um, getting ahead of that and uh, making that declaration uh, for if and uh, Wyoming actually does end up needing that. And uh, we just uh, caught some news yesterday, and a lot of people had some questions about this one. We want to just clarify a few points that Utah Governor Gary Herbert has issued an order whereby everyone entering the state of Utah by automobile or truck on a major roadway will be asked to complete a travel declaration form beginning today, which is Friday. Um, I talked to uh, the uh, Utah Department of Transportation Public Information Officer John Gleason yesterday, and he did confirm there will be no enforcement for noncompliance. It's just a way for the state to continue practicing proper methods to prevent prevent the spread of the virus. So if you roll into Utah, you don't answer that thing, nobody's going to pull you over and put you in jail, but they are asking you to comply with that uh, so that they can keep track of people coming in and out of the state. And the way it's going to work, areas the travels travelers they'll receive a text message when entering utah when they stop they'll be asked to open a link that directs them to the information form they'll be asked uh, for personal contact information how many people they're traveling with where they entered the state if anyone there uh, they're with has had a covid 19 test and the results of those tests where they've traveled in the past 14 days and if they're showing any symptoms of the virus and then once travelers are done uh, they'll receive a message that they've completed the form and, and basically that's it so it's just Utah's way of kind of trying to keep that spread under control. Well, yeah, Dave, as we've seen, um, <clears throat> tracing results are very hard to figure out if somebody, especially people are out traveling and for work or, or otherwise. And uh, next thing you know, um, they're coming across your border. And, you know, we can obviously see the 
um, the reason why they're doing this. Not that everybody's going to agree um, or comply, but uh, there definitely is a reason to the madness of wanting to know um, if there is a spread, how did it get started? Mm -hmm, exactly. So we're going to stray off a little COVID-19 news here for a minute. And Stephanie, you got some news from the county commissioners. Uh, yes, this week, the Sweetwater County commissioners voted unanimously uh, to make Sweetwater County a Second Amendment sanctuary county. Commissioner Wally Johnson presented the resolution saying it's about time they make this decision. He said Wyoming is the number one in the country for gun ownership and there is a great deal of support in the community for this county to be a sanctuary county. The resolution also states the Constitution of the United States of America is the supreme law of our nation and the Second Amendment grants the right of the people to keep and bear arms and the right shall not be infringed upon. The resolution also notes that Sweetwater County derives economic benefit from firearm recreation, hunting, and shooting conducted within the county. Well, uh, Stephanie and Dave, uh, the Rock Springs City Council um, ratified a letter this week that officially suspended their projects um, from the six-penny uh, special purpose tax request initiative. So during the April 7th council meeting, the council discussed why uh, they wrote the letter to the Stewarter County Commission. Um, they informed the commission at that time uh, they were suspending those requests. Uh, Councilor Keaton West said, uh, it's a difficult decision to put the requests on hold, but it is the most responsible thing to do during this time. He said that this gives people time to get back on their feet. Uh, Rock Springs Mayor Tim Como followed up with that and said, uh, the city has no intentions of forgetting about these projects. Uh, they just said the timing is bad with everything going on uh, with this COVID-19 pandemic and the impacts on the economy um, right now and then also those that are unforeseen. Um, quote uh, from Como, I think common sense alone would prove that voters would definitely not appreciate having to consider a six-penny tax at this time in their lives. I think it makes sense to hold off, revisit this in a bit, and take a look at where the economy and how our voters are doing at that point. So I'm wondering, um, you guys, if there is, um, I guess we're just going to have to kind of ride this out before any of this really gets resolved or put back on the agenda or put back on the table, and, and that's really no telling how long that's going to take. Yeah, it sounded like in the Seawater County Commission meeting that was also held this Tuesday that they um, have not made the final decision yet on the Six Penny Initiative. And so they were going to uh, at least uh, give it a, another meeting or two to, to really uh, see what the impact might be and make that decision at that time. Let's take a quick break to hear from today's sponsor. Today's Local 307 News Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sonic Drive-In. Sonic wants to remind everyone during these unpredictable times that they're offering delivery service from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's really simple. Just call 307-362-1960. That's 307-362-1960. And order your favorite Sonic menu items today. They'll bring it right to your doorstep. And if you're in need of a breath of fresh air and want to get out of the house, well, Sonic's drive-thru is open as well. Delivery and takeout service at the speed of sound. That's your local Sonic drive-in, located at 97 Gateway Boulevard in Rock Springs. Well, people all over the community, they're reaching out to doing kind of special things within their neighborhood. And Stephanie, uh, there was a really great story that came out of Rock Springs here this past week. It was It's a birthday story. Why don't you share that one? Sure. I was able to 
um, talked to Ashley Jones, and she said when she realized the birthday plans she had scheduled for her son weren't going to happen due to the COVID-19 recommendations for social distancing, she made a plea to community members on social media. Uh, she asked residents on Facebook if they would be willing uh, to put up signs next to the teddy bears that they had already had in their windows for the teddy bear hunt. And she was quite surprised with the response that her son Cash had received, who turned four. There was so much participation that Ashley and her family drove around for more than four hours looking at all of those signs that people had made for Cash. And even a handful of residents left presidents and balloons for the birthday boy. So some great things are coming out of the community helping out this time. Yeah, we've seen a few other, uh, I think we even had one posted today, uh, looked like the sheriff's office had pulled up outside of a little boy's home and flipped the lights on. And so it's great to see those positive stories coming out and uh, seeing uh, how people are adapting to some of these things that we take for granted at times. Yeah, very interesting. And I think that it's, uh, you're going to see more and more of those things happening. You know, you see them around the country, but here locally, uh, you know, they do the, uh, the schools are doing their parades through the neighborhood, which is really cool. And uh, we're just encouraging anybody to, to just continue doing that and letting us know so that we can, we can let, definitely let the, uh, the community know what you guys are up to. And looking forward to next week, both uh, school boards will be meeting in Rock Springs and Green River at their regularly scheduled times. Uh, both meetings will be taking place on Tuesday evenings. Rock, Tuesday evening, Rock Springs will start at 6 o'clock and Green River at 7. Another thing that's happening, Dave, with the uh, schedule change, uh, Wyoming High School Speech and Debate Tournament's back on. However, it's going to take place online. Uh, the University of Wyoming debate team is experiencing and conducting debates online, and they have offered to put on that state tournament um, and host it um, through their online uh, portal. So that's going to take place on April 22nd through 25th. And last but not least, I just wanted to point out the uh, comfort project that we have shared on the site. And so uh, you can make a donation to uh, the Memorial Hospital Foundation COVID-19 Relief Fund. And uh, we have these um, Wyoming-styled uh, mask extender ear savers, and we're going to donate uh, one to um, your healthcare professional organization of choice. Uh, with each donation, I uh, ask you to check that out, and, and let's help uh, support a great uh, cause at this time. Yeah, and join us are, in doing that. These are cool clips too, because yeah, they they've are. got the Wyoming Buffalo logo on them. Oh yeah, they're very unique. We want to thank uh, H4 Custom Designs, um, Heather from. The, uh, you can check her out you know, within that post, a link to her page. And she, uh, we asked her if she could do it. She jumped online and she donated them. So uh, special thanks to Heather to, uh, for that project. Well, thanks again, folks, for joining us on this Friday edition of the Local 307 News Podcast. And for uh, daily updates on the COVID-19 situation here in Sweetwater County and across the state, be sure to tune into Braden Flack's Local 307 Daily COVID-19 Podcast. He's bringing you all the updated information on that as well. And if you want to take a little bit deeper dive into the information that's going on around the county and the state, just log on to SweetwaterNow.com and click on the coronavirus chip and you'll find Find all the information there. We want to thank Sonic Drive-In for sponsoring today's podcast. They're now offering delivery. Call 362-1960 to place your order or go visit them for their famous curbside service at 97 Gateway Boulevard. I'm Dave Arambell along with Gary Collins and Stephanie Thompson. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to be a part of the Local 307 Podcast Network, contact us through Sweetwater Now.